You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the city I neglected to mention in terms of expansion or moving. And it seemed like an obvious one to talk about, especially when you take into account yesterday's games. And also, is the West the best part of baseball right now? It certainly looks like it. This show is available on the free and easy-to-use Himalaya podcasting app. We're also available wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're staying at home during these trying times, make sure to tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB or check out some of the other great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen. You can follow us on Twitter at MLB underscore net or on Instagram at MLB. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully. Baseball on Twitter, Solid Baseball Podcast on Instagram. It's funny that yesterday I was talking about all the possibilities of places to potentially expand baseball, which I believe they should, or potentially move a team, which I'm not a big fan of. That's sort of a thing to do as a last resort. And I neglected to mention Buffalo. Isn't that strange? That Buffalo, which was a team that was really, really trying to get an expansion team when you know before the Rockies and before the Marlins were formed, they looked like they were a potential landing spot. And they played Major League Baseball there yesterday. The Blue Jays, the Buffalo Blue Jays. <laughs> and when the Expos were looking for a place to move to, when it was very clear that they could not subsist in Montreal for much longer... Uh, Buffalo would seem like a potential place for them to land. You know, I mean, it would make sense in some ways that you'd be able to keep some of their fan base there. And hell, if Buffalo was good enough for the natural and Roy Hobbs, then isn't it good enough for the rest of us? It really seemed like that was going to be a place where you're going to have Major League Baseball. In fact, the National League had a Buffalo team in the 1880s, as the great John Thorne pointed out on Twitter the other day. I guess the main reason I didn't pick Buffalo, and this is nothing against Buffalo. I've actually never been to Buffalo, and I I know many people from Buffalo. In fact, two of my closest friends in the world are natives of Buffalo. But it didn't strike me as a growing city where there seems to be businesses and technology and industry starting to grow there and and making it thrive. You do see that in the Carolinas. You do see that in Tennessee. You do see that in places like Albuquerque and potentially Austin. And I I don't see that with Buffalo. And I kind of think that that's an important thing if you're going to move a team there, expand a team there. However, it, it may be a moot point in some ways when you start to think, if we're not going to be having big crowds of people anytime soon, and who knows, our very structure of having crowds of people together may be something that starts to fade away. I don't know how things are going to unfold. I don't know how next week is going to unfold. And if the Cleveland Indians keep going out and partying or doing whatever the hell they're doing, they're going to make this a lot messier because we already have one team that can't play. But maybe having a giant 
30, 40,000 seat stadium is not going to be as important. Maybe having a smaller ballpark and maybe having it be in a place where you could you know, play and, and, and cover it and create a regional interest, but the attendance may not be the main issue anymore. I don't know. One of the other problems I think is you sometimes see that if you're going to try to establish a fan base in a new area, uh, I have a feeling that people who have been entrenched in Buffalo for generations and generations are set in their ways in terms of sports teams. And it would be more for a city to take a pride of their uh, a new team entering there and getting a toehold of a major league identity would be more in line of a you know of an Austin or of an Albuquerque or of a Nashville uh someone pointed out that maybe putting it in Raleigh would be more interesting or maybe Greensboro some place more centralized in the Carolinas as opposed to the big city of Charlotte i said why not make it Durham and just sort of make a minor league, the classic minor league city of all time, a major league park. But I digress. I didn't think of Buffalo because it didn't strike me as that type of metropolis. It's not anything personal. It just seems like it didn't fit the Venn diagram of a major league city right now. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I would love, as I said, to see Montreal get another shot. It was working at Montreal at one point. They were drawing well at one point. And bad ownership and inability to adapt and the fact that they were playing in the god-awful Stade Olympique. I've been to that ballpark. That all conspired. And the fact that also the ballpark was way out in the middle of the Olympic Park. They need to have a downtown ballpark. So I think it could work there. Buffalo, do you what? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I'm going to address something also from Jeff Cohen, who's now at Jeff Cohen 41. He writes to me a lot, and he said, Hey, my pal Sully, heard the pod on expansion. My concern is the league has diluted talent. More teams mean more bad pitching and hitting. There are too many walks and strikeouts now. This will only increase thoughts. Okay, first of all, I've always bristled a little bit when I heard about the concept of the diluted talent because baseball's talent was never more diluted than in the supposed golden age of baseball where it was basically the entire talent pool was how many white people live near a train station that was the talent pool for mm, at least half of the 20th century i think that the talent pool can grow in a couple of ways first of all we work out a deal with cuba I mean, eventually Cuba's going to open up and there is an entire country of people training baseball, loving baseball, and we only get a tiny trickle of that talent. We got to open up where we get the talent. Of course, we've seen from the Caribbean, we've seen more from Asia, but we can open it more in America too. We can make it more than just the game that you know, let's face it, a lot of rich kids who can go on travel teams tend to be a lot of the top prospects that come up through baseball. If baseball wants to invest in becoming more popular in the cities, more popular with African Americans, more popular in 
more poor rural communities, they could do two things. First of all, they could do a propaganda mission, kind of like flying planes over the cities and dropping leaflets on them to say, hey, give up football. You'll destroy your brain. Make it an anti-football. Hey, you're best athletes. You want to be in football? Here's the deal. If you Even if you get to a Division I college, you have like a 1% chance of playing a game in the NFL, let alone having a career. And if you get into the NFL, your brain is going to become scrambled eggs. Is that worth it? Now, chances of getting in baseball are not extraordinarily great, but your brain won't become scrambled eggs. Your arm may become spaghetti, but do you know what? I'd rather have a messed up arm than a messed up brain. And guess what? If you can throw the ball left-handed with any ability whatsoever, you can work forever in baseball. These are all true things. These are all absolutely true things. And to have Major League Baseball create more, I guess for the lack of better words, academies or training facilities throughout the city, try to bring it into urban areas, try to open it up to more athletes who might be turning away from football, try not to get them all going to basketball, try not to get everyone who may not consider baseball an option to have facilities where you can find the best players, train the best players... Get them interested in baseball, having travel teams paid for by the teams. How expensive can that be? If the revenues are through the roof, things are doing fine now. If you build up a new audience, and if you build up more people who would be willing to watch baseball and participate in baseball and see it as a potential landing spot for them, then wouldn't you want to do that? I think some terrific Ball players aren't playing baseball because they don't see baseball interested in them. It's not going to be reciprocated. Some of the teams, specifically the Blue Jays and the Dodgers, did this in the Caribbean and then open up an explosion of talent that probably would never have made it to the major leagues. And some of them made it all the way to the Hall of Fame. We're waving at you, Pedro Martinez. Waving at you, Vladdy Guerrero. And so, maybe that same attention could be put into America. And you may see some new players and new interests. And heck, maybe even a new audience getting into baseball. It's possible. It's very possible. Little things like that you can do to repair it. Little things you can do like that to well, if you see some problems in baseball, make adjustments and get the right parts in the infrastructure of baseball to make the engine of baseball work better. Hey, did I mention engines? Let's talk rockauto.com. Do you know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers like myself? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, RockAuto.com are always reliably low prices and the same for everyone. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available 
for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. And let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or a stay-at-home parent or a prolific podcaster like your pal Sully, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, everybody needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. Then you got CBD Recover. Combine CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. To make it even easier, try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer. They're giving our listeners a 25% off discount your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase for superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. So I mean, I may have a little bit of West Coast bias because I am now a Seattle Mariners fan and I'm living here in Los Angeles County. Although I'm a native New Englander, lived many years in New England, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and many years in New York. So I guess I have a Northeast bias, but I must say watching baseball this year, and granted it is a small sample size, but that's all we're going to get this year is a small sample size. The West... Is pretty dang good. The West is pretty dang interesting. Now, it's a little bit absurd sometimes when you're starting to see that our, you know, will, will like Charlie Blackman hit 400 this year? It, it won't count as 400. It's 60 damn games. I'm sorry. We can't look at stats and things like that the same way. But we can see that when you have a fast start, a fast start this year is like going into August with a great record. It's the same thing. You understand that? And so when you have a good record in August, and sometimes there's a surprise team that has a good record in August, you say, God, if you're just good for the last couple of months, you could make it to the postseason. And that's what we're looking at. Now, some of the teams that are off to good starts, like the Chicago Cubs, like the Atlanta Braves, like the New York Yankees, like the Minnesota Twins, like the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, they were playoff teams last year, or the Cubs weren't, but you understand what I'm saying. They're off to good starts, and you expect stuff like that. When you have other teams that are off to good starts, like the Marlins, even though they're on a three-game losing streak right now, so maybe this is a market correction happening for them, you go, ooh, are they going to be okay? When you see a team like the Detroit Tigers have a winning record going into August. They're like, what if they are okay for a couple of months? Especially if they feed off of the Kansas Cities and the Pittsburghs of the world. You know, then you can start to say, hmm, are they going to be actually good this year? But the interesting thing is the West. You have three teams in the National League West that look very, very good. I mean very, very good. The best run differential, I believe, in all of baseball, let me double-check that, yeah, belongs to the Los Angeles Dodgers, the team that I thought was going to win the World Series last year. And if Will Smith's ball went into the gap, or if Dave Roberts didn't pull 
or it did pull Clayton Kershaw when he should have, then the Dodgers would have beaten the Nationals, and I believe they would have destroyed the St. Louis Cardinals, and I think they would have beaten the Houston Astros. This is how delicate the fabric of reality is. That being said, the Dodgers are a team that I think are in everybody's shortlist to do well this year. Colorado Rockies have been outstanding. They have the second best run differential in the National League right now. And hey, the San Diego Padres have been smacking everybody around left and right too. The Padres have the same record as the Dodgers. If the Padres win tonight, and I predict they will, and not only that, I'm predicting their pitcher, Kyle Davies, is going to throw the first no-hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres. Write that down. And the Padres will actually leapfrog the Dodgers in the NL West. And in the American League West, sure, the A's have dropped their last couple of games. They've dropped them to the Angels. But the A's look outstanding. And the Astros look it. The Astros lost last night to San Francisco, and the Giants aren't very good. The Astros are off to a 7-10 start. But we know that the Astros do have some talent on that team, and if they can learn to hit without some outside influence, then they're going to correct that ship. Texas is also, they're 7-9, which isn't great, but they played a little bit better than I think we thought they would. And the Angels... You know, they've been getting some great pitching from Dylan Bundy, and Mike Trout has been outstanding. You know, they had a, a, they stumbled and bumbled their way out of the gate. If they can slightly correct themselves, they'll be back in business. My beloved Mariners stink. I mean, they stink with a capital stink. But the West is interesting because the Dodgers are a legit pennant contender on all cylinders. The Rockies look really talented. And the Padres, who can hit, especially now, you know, Fernando Tatis is outstanding, and you're seeing that Manny Machado is heating up, and their pitching staff is actually pretty good. This is going to be interesting, because two months, you're asking these teams to be really good for two months, and if any one of those teams can put the aft thrusters on, this could be an extraordinarily competitive West. So let's have fun with it. As long as we're playing games, we're going to have some fun with it. And go to the free and easy-to-use Himalaya podcasting app and all the different places you can listen to your podcasts. Follow us at LockedOnMLB underscore net on Twitter. And I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. This has been Locked on MLB for the 12th day of August, 2020. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.